hello out there. What is up? I'm sitting here with Mr. Murray Lee Rice. Yo. Hello, sir. What up? Not shit. Thank you for being here. Yeah, dude. I'm glad I could come. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. I actually have a funny little story. I saw a bunch of my friends have done this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Craig Heiderkin uh-huh. had done one and uh, Dan and like Pit Lord. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I kind of want to do one. Oh, yeah. And so I think I followed your page yeah. from my page. I was like, hope he gets it and yeah i got it i got it i was like <laughs> like who's this you checked out some shit i was like oh okay. uh, i have to get him in here this is like one of those things was like if you will it to be exactly it'll happen exactly <laughs> exactly because yeah i've just been reaching out to people i haven't had anyone hit me up no one's like let me come on yeah it might be like it's probably intimidating yeah you never know like like should you ask to come on yeah or right or like you know to... it could seem narcissistic like you're like Am I important enough to be on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, if you're cranking out work of some kind, right, we'll get you in here, I guess. Yeah, right. But yeah, I'll let, I'll let people know. But yeah, so you're a musician. Yep. Yeah. Anything else? Um, Mainly focus on music. Mostly music. Uh, I've been writing a lot lately, and that's kind of where the modern myths thing comes in. Is I've always enjoyed reading. I was going to go to school for English, but never did because it was kind of taboo. Mm -hmm. I graduated high school in 08 and like a lot of my friends wanted English degrees and they're like, you're going to go to college and not have a job when you're out, (laughs) which is probably true. I know a lot of people that did that. And so I never went, but I I, I still avidly read and uh, write a little bit here and there. But then I was like, you know, I love music. I love writing. How can I combine the two? And so I just started coming up with these wild concept album ideas. Oh, yeah. And so that's how modern myths came along yeah is. modern myths recording yeah yep and so it's just me and um mostly right now it's record label i would love to like record other people and kind of get my feet wet doing that but i don't have a lot of experience doing that and there's a lot of good people in town that do that right, so right. <laughs> like you know i'm not like promoting it as like a recording studio it's more of i guess you'd say uh, a label to put all of my concept albums under for the first couple years or something but I would love to eventually record with a bunch of people. And that's yeah, kind of yeah. like one of the one of the things I want to do with it is um, be like a producer in a way where, you know, I'm going to put out like four, hopefully four concept albums this year. Yeah. And they're, they're all kind of like short. You know, the first one I put out was like only 20 minutes. But I kind of want to see, you know, me putting out these, this weird stuff. People see like a kind of humility in it. And I want to do this thing where um, if any musician or any writer or anybody has an idea, all they'd have to do is come to me and be like, hey, I have this idea for this thing. And I go, okay, well, here's some instrumentation that we can do. Or if they know what they want to do, I could go, oh, you need keyboards. Let me call Nick Vasquez, who's my good friend of mine, who's like one of the best keyboard yeah. players in town. Or, oh, you, you want to do a metal project, but you don't play anything. You're just vocalist. Let me call Dan Freitag right? and get yeah. him to do, you know, and just kind of like bring people together in that way. You know, because people do have a lot of good ideas and I feel like there's not like session set up like session players that like, you know, can connect these people to with their ideas and stuff like that. That's true. Yeah. Around here. I, I don't really know if any I don't know if you know any music like recording studios around here have normal set musicians or not particularly usually from my experience is like. Somebody will kind of just know somebody, but usually if you're going to go into a recording studio and drop that kind of money, it's usually with a band and you have like mm-hmm. you, you, your set, your, what you're going to record. 
um i mean there probably there probably are instances where there's singers that have, write songs and go to a recording studio and be like can you help me find the people sure but i kind of want to make that like a thing where you don't have to wonder if that's a thing like i'll just find them for you mm-hmm. but yeah that's down the road i just kind of yeah want to get that going eventually but it's kind of hard yeah. to right now because <laughs> right, i right. don't have the recording experience so i'm just gonna put out you know record myself yeah <laughs> welcome anyone in you would just do it like if you had other people in it would just be like just for the sake of doing it like just to get like your feet wet basically. right yeah yeah like i want to like do like live sessions for people for really cheap like record their band practice pretty much because it's kind of nice to have demos mm-hmm. i've done one i've done a couple one of them i did was a band um as big as a mouse they were writing a new song and the guitar player singer was like it's hard for me to come up with lyrics while we're practicing and we only you know when we practice the only time i get to hear the song as it is mm-hmm. so I was like dude i'll just come in and record your practice without your lyrics and then you'll, you'll have that demo right. granted it's not like pristine and the best recording ever but he got he got a backing track that he could sing to in his car and i was like that kind of stuff is pretty cool yeah yeah do that for pretty cheap i think people would catch on a little bit most definitely yeah so what are you into writing like just writing music itself or like stories you're saying well like- stories and music and stuff like that um so the first album I did, Anima Cory One, I actually wrote the script first. So I wrote out the script and then I scored it like a film and then hired voice actors to act over the score. Okay. Right. And so it all started, I just had, I actually was on Reddit and uh, uh, there's this really awesome subreddit just called Writing Prompts. Hmm. And there's this really good writing prompt and I took it and ran with it and had, you know, you know, first I wrote the script, not even knowing what I was going to do with it. It was kind of like an exercise kind of thing. And then I had the idea for the music and then the weird idea for the voice acting. And I kind of just never stopped to think if this was weird or not. <laughs> I was just kept going. So it's just an audio album? Yeah, yeah. It's So the way I've been explaining it is it's kind of like, as redundant as it sounds, watching a movie with your eyes closed. It has all the elements or like an audio book. Yeah. But it's, it's literally... Uh, just two people kind of talking dialogue style and yeah it's it turned out I did not even I don't know how I thought it was going to turn out but it turned out way better than that (laughs) what was it like like did it stick with like a genre or something um as far as so the music is like really synthy like um movie soundtrack music so because my idea was you have this simple music and simple dialogue the dialogue is um it's pretty simple it's like a couple sentences per, per person nothing too heady because you know you don't want to hit them with a lot of information yeah so i did less is more but you get a lot of the story because you know a lot of people i feel like when they're writing a big mistake they make is assuming their audience is dumb and have to explain everything readers pick up on a lot of stuff more mm-hmm. than you would know and so i kept the dialogue really simple and like the world building kind of simple and it's an easy concept to understand in the first place and so you have this simple dialogue and this really it's not the music is like it's all instrumental obviously and it's really simple and movie soundtracky but my, the idea was you take these two simple things to listen to and you combine them and it makes this whole piece of art or whatever yeah and yeah it turned out yeah it turned out pretty well now is that like are there parts where it's just like dialogue or is there music throughout the whole thing it's music throughout the whole thing and spurs spurts of dialogue okay and so each track is actually a scene 
in the well, I guess we'll just call it a movie so each track is a scene so track one is the opening scene and they're at a campfire explaining what they're about to do track two is all of a sudden they're in the spaceship about to take off and track mm. three is uh yeah i guess i should tell you campfire tell, spaceship what? i know yeah. i guess i should say what the story is so the story is i never say it's earth and mars but for simplicity's sake we'll just say it's earth and mars um after nuclear fallout on earth um you know it's decimated earth is decimated and what's left of humanity um gets this plan that some like rogue nasa employees uh started before the fallout because you know it's like there's a line that says like i wish the politicians had the same kind of foresight as the nasa employees did because you know it's nuclear fallout everybody kind of saw it coming and so w- these scientists get a hold of these plans and come up with uh and execute them and the plan is to go to mars to um explore it and see if we can make it habitable you know that's it's pretty simple like there's a bunch of stuff like that coming out right now mm-hmm. and so that's the initial idea and i mean i don't mind giving away the plot twist either because it's you know it's a really short story and whatever i'll just <laughs> give it away but <laughs> so what when they get to the planet they start exploring and they notice weird stuff going on like these large craters that are like larger than um any meteorite could make and they start making these little observations and then the end of it is the twist where they discover human remains. Mm. And the by and this is said in the story before I'm telling it back right now, but uh, they're the first people to ever go to space and explore this planet. So when you get to the planet and find human remains, you're like, what the fuck is mm. going on? And that's why I call it a philosophical sci-fi short story is because it revolves around this whole theme of eternal return or Ouroboros where it's like, what we did to earth happened on mars mm-hmm. and we did that and it just kind of keeps cycling through and i think it's a pretty popular theory. i mean yeah definitely yeah how and long is that album it's about 18 to 20 minutes cool. yeah and so yeah I, I fit all that information in there in 18 to 20 minutes with the, through the dialogue but the dialogue is so simple yet self-telling that you don't feel like you like i'm just like doing what i just did being like this is this like there's no like announcer or narrator on the album that goes the year is blah 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 you know right and i just kind of let the story tell itself and it seemed to work nice yeah is that released anywhere yep it's on uh itunes apple music Bandcamp, um all that kind of stuff i used uh, distro kid nice. and just uploaded it right yeah and what was awesome. that called it's called anna mccory one okay yeah i got the name um anna mccory is actually the the process that they, the name of the process that dandelions use to disperse their seeds. Ah. So it's kind of the poetic, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the earth is the dandelion and, you know, it's the last chance to get its seeds out. Little to, space shuttles the seed. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That so is a, that. an interesting theory, like, about how, like, people have that theory that right, yeah. we might maybe in some distant world, like, maybe humans inhabited Mars and fucked it up and then we came here or something. Right, yeah. Knows? What do you think of that theory? Do you think that's, like, true? Um, not really. I mean, because I Because Mars is, like, closer to the sun, right? Right, so, yeah. And, they, you know, they're finding the evidence of water and stuff like that. Um, I don't think so. I think it'd be really cool. <laughs> but... <laughs> it's always cool to think, like, I wish. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of, like, I learned a lot about space and all that stuff when I was, like, in high school, and I kind of fell off of it. But I still love it. It's still really interesting to me. Super interesting. So, I mean, it could have happened. 
I hate people like, oh, science is so boring. It's so, no, it's, it's like crazy. Well, it's like, I'm really bad at math. Yeah. And so that always kind of deterred me. But like theoretical science is really cool. Yeah. Like I, I used to read um, this author's name's Brian Green. Um, he wrote, um, I think it's called the, th- I can't remember. It's something about, he's, he's one of the pioneers of writing simplistically about the string theory. Mm-hmm. Like he, he doesn't use any math. He's, he's, a, you know, he teaches at one of the bigger colleges, like the Ivy League colleges, teaches uh, astrophysics or whatever. Probably not. Who knows? But he writes really like the common man way hmm. and explains everything really well. Shit, and I need to read that shit. Yeah, I'm not very uh, good with math. Complex no, no. math anyway. No, he, and this dude, he he's like heralded for doing like he's been on Stephen Colbert and stuff like that. Okay. He's just heralded for you know taking these really complex scientific ideas and making them easy to understand and presentable oh yeah yeah brian green check Shit. it out i have to get him on the podcast next episode <laughs> yeah i'm sure he'll be down <laughs> yeah we'll fly you out all expense paid yeah but so yeah you. um yeah the album was just this crazy idea i had a buddy i mean i t- i've worked on it for like almost a year on and off i had a buddy who was like how much acid did you take to get that idea mm-hmm. to do like the voice actors and stuff? I was like, it was just weed, but <laughs> it, it was just like kind of one of those things where I had a crazy idea and nothing to stop me from pursuing it. Right. And I was just like, I'm just going to do it. And I did it. And the moral of the story is always follow your crazy ideas. Yeah. And that's the good thing is to like, I mean, as a musician and everything, as a creative person, especially in this day and age, it seems like, most anyone that's doing stuff like we're doing they have like their own you know like label in a sense right like right. modern myths or whatever you know we do the same thing with our mob shit you know like mine's obliterating boundaries that we release our music through it and whatever right you know it's just like a platform to release your shit so yeah it's cool being able to just you have this platform basically for yourself so you can just do whatever you want right exactly freedom to explore all these different ideas and everything yeah and it's really nice i just yeah, i love that I- idealism of like you know, we, we have, the technology is capable. We have it and it's right. relatively inexpensive. We can actually like buy it now. If you like, have, if you have the gusto and the idea and you know, the patience and all that stuff that it takes to do what you're doing, what I did, uh, it's readily available. Like, I mean, you can, you can do anything. Right. You just have to have, uh, the drive to, and the focus to do it. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's, I was just thinking about kind of like the same idea where in the past year I've been learning recording and stuff like that, and I can't afford to go to college, but everything's out there. A fucking YouTube university. Exactly. Yeah. All you have to do is know what to learn, uh-huh. and it's super easy. Yeah. Like I've been I've been re- like listening to this really good fantasy writers lectures on YouTube about writing and speaking about the craft. There's literally yeah. university classes on right. YouTube. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just kind of like if you know what you want to do, the. Uh, the resources are endless yeah and not just youtube but i did know of there was like a couple websites i wish i remembered what they were called so i could shout them out it's like you can go on there and literally get actual like college courses for one of the website was like completely free another one might oh, yeah. be like very very cheap like mit like, did something like that yeah where they yeah. released like some of their course stuff it's like why are we paying tens of thousands of dollars for <laughs> right. to go to the school so that stuff's so weird to me i never went to college yeah i went i had like some college you know community college right, right? Like and it's crazy. just all that thing is is a piece of paper that says you know how to do the thing yeah and, I th- and experience is really important and if you if you're smart enough and have the drive you can do something you can teach yourself and gain your experience that way and you know 
go around all this weird needing to go to college stuff yeah definitely i think for most one, things yeah i think like one of the most <laughs> valuable skills for people especially like young people nowadays to have is like the ability to like be your own teacher or being able right. to like easily you know, learn new information on your own because it's not like you're sitting in a classroom forced to right, take in yeah. whatever and then have your tests next week on it or whatever it's like right. so if you can like have the discipline and like you know at least a little bit of smarts to like you know be able to learn well enough on your own just by you know watching youtube or whatever then that's like super valuable to have because right. i think college is just the same thing it's just you have someone there like guiding you through it or something you got your right. teachers and deans and this and that it's somebody like, told me college it doesn't teach you things it teaches you how to learn things yeah it teaches you how to get by and you know learn information properly yeah but i mean if you got the drive do it yourself yeah. i think the hardest part is just knowing what you want to do and finding your passion because after that it's super easy yeah because once you figure out the shit this is what i want to do then that stuff's not work anymore it's a hobby right right learning's a hobby now like yeah. it's fun <laughs> yeah definitely yeah i always considered like you know i was going to go to college for film right originally i think that was my idea and you know i'm always i've always been into other things too like creatively music art whatever and i'm i mean i could have got like a job i guess in the movie industry or something who knows and that would have been well and good but i'm kind of it's probably best i didn't because i don't know i probably would have gotten burnt out of that maybe because i'm just i'm always like doing lots of different projects like whether it's music art film right different types of things and it's like i find like if i were if i had to focus on one thing like forever i'd probably like go crazy or right something. i always use the example of like i really like to cook i love to cook but it's a hobby yeah. People are like, why don't you like open a restaurant? Why don't you cook in a kitchen? I'm like, because it would ruin it for me. That'd be horrible. <laughs> yeah, I've never, yeah. I worked on a line once and it was awful. And I was like, I never want to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> or like when I was in high school and I worked at a dishwasher, as a dishwasher at like a meat market and I'd get home. My mom's like, you want to do the dishes? I'm like, fuck no, I don't. Right. Of course <laughs> You're not paying me to do <laughs> right. the dishes, mom. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, taking your your loves and interests and making them a career is is pretty crazy but yeah if you did the route where you went to film school and were a director or cinematographer or something like that then and it would suck even at first because i'd have to start out as like a fucking production assistant's <laughs> a assistant or something you know some <laughs> right. yeah exactly go get the coffee or and then by then by the time you got to where you want to be you might hate it yeah and even then yeah it's like i'm doing something i love to do but it's like i don't love making your movie i want to make my movie <laughs> like i'm, I'm right. just like selfish in that way i guess like i can only focus on stuff i want to do <laughs> right and i think a lot of like uh companies or like i guess the powers you'd be calling whoever picks the scripts are kind of they're uh accommodating to this new um like people like us who do passion projects and stuff like everything netflix mm -hmm. is picking up yeah. you know those people those kids they're just like writing scripts at you know at home i mean i'm sure they went to film school and did all the stuff properly but it's still like that idea of like you know people they all they they care about now are the ideas or the projects or right right what 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 you've got they don't, they're not going to look at some like your college resume and then your idea they just care about the idea now yeah so yeah. that's kind of dope. Yeah, I had a guy in here, uh, Josh Davidson, shout out from, he's like, he what started a thing called uh, Josh and Around Studios, like a local uh, like film company. Basically. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's doing like small, um, you know, independent films, like feature length films, basically. I wonder and if he needs somebody to score his movies. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, <laughs> hit him up, hit him up. Uh, 
yeah and he you know using local actors and everything and i think he does a lot of the music too himself he's kind of oh, that's dope. Place also yeah but yeah and um it was kind of it was really interesting talking to him learning about that whole thing because he went to school for film he did and that was like i think he said it was like somewhere around like a, maybe a decade ago or something oh okay and it's like he, he learned a lot of good basic shit you know like for film mm -hmm. obviously but even then it's like technology wise like things have changed since then even you know as right as like yeah equipment and everything. constantly and learning yeah but he's been putting out independent films himself he was able he had got like a just like a distributor so he got him on like uh, you know amazon and shit yeah and right they're, and they're also available in like hella other countries oh that's foreign dope. languages and shit and oh like wow shit, just through the distributor that's nice and he was talking about like there's other like you know like you know he's like a small independent filmmaker and it's not like paramount like a huge movie company but you know in between there there's like other smaller production companies and shit that right. they're kind of looking sometimes to like throw money at the right person right yeah. he was talking about like you know his he might have got the connection through his distributor or i don't know if it was the distributor themselves or another company that like they were looking for a script and they you know asked maybe a handful or so of like these filmmakers to like hey write us a script and you know they probably would have picked the one that oh, they liked nice. the most and you know they asked him to do it too it's like so you know he could get his foot in the door that way you know yeah yeah starting out independent find some other motherfuckers throw money at you you know just, right yeah because if he proved himself like he has movies out already that are decent you know so yeah that's awesome yeah. good for him exactly so it's like yeah you can just now do this shit yourself you know right he would have had to go to film school and worked for like 21st century fox or some shit you know like right. work your way up the fucking corporate ladder become producer director i don't know but it's interesting yeah this route's this route's way more fun way more fun <laughs> yeah it's a lot, lot more work i i drove myself crazy man because and that's a, a, the downfall of this whole like we, we can do everything ourselves mentality is sometimes you don't have somebody working with you to like calm you down or like what be like you know your idea is fine because there were times when i was in in the middle working on animal quarry one i was like losing my mind because i was like why am i putting so much time and energy in this like weird idea i had because you know it's just a lot of stress putting together a project like that or any yeah. project and some there's a lot of self-doubt that comes with that and sometimes you're just like why the fuck am i putting because it's just you you're just doing everything yourself and you know, sometimes you're just like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like putting so much work and effort into this thing that, you know, I don't even know if anybody's going to listen to it. It was my first album. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I don't even know if anybody's going to listen to it. I don't know if this is a good idea. And so that's like the kind of, yeah, the downfall of this do it yourself kind of thing is not working with somebody. You, know, I'm like, if anybody else is doing stuff like this, find some confidants, find some good friends that appreciate art and will be honest with you because right, that right. really fucking helps. It super does. But you didn't quit. No, I didn't. Yeah, perseverance is key. Always, yeah. always keep on keeping on. But yeah. Is it, that just the passion driving you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I kind of it's it's kind of morbid, but a couple of years ago, I kind of had this like epiphany of like, you know, you always think about death and all that stuff. It's inevitable. Everybody's gonna die. And I was like, if I fucking die right now, all I have to show for is like three years of bartending and being in a cover band. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't. I can't do that. Like, <laughs> I don't want that to happen. I'd rather, right. you know, and I always make these jokes where, you know, I would love for people to listen to my stuff right now. That's great and well, that'd be awesome. But I'm not expecting, 
you know, to be famous in my lifetime. Like you, right. you can't, I don't want to work towards that. Like that's lame. I'd rather be like Beethoven or somebody who was posthumously famous. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather just have my work out there. And, and so, then you don't have all the stress of becoming famous. Or right. Like yeah. Dealing thing. with all that, <laughs> dealing with the fame. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I, so I just kind of developed this mentality of, I'm just going to put out as much stuff as I can. And just any idea I have, it's going, it's going through. Hell yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and, you know, it is morbid that it came around because I was like, if I die, I don't have anything, but it kind of takes well, that kick true, in the ass. For sure. Yeah. And it's just, you know, why do we create? I don't know, but it's, it's there and I like to do it. I think it's, that's a human thing. Right. I saw something posted on the internet today, I think, talking about how they were saying like, ah, it sucks that things like being a musician or artist have become like professions. Like, you, you, you know, you work towards being a professional musician, or right? Like, yeah. You know, a great master artist or something. And they were saying that that kind of seems to like may, maybe put other people off from doing that. Like, Oh, you got to pursue this as like a thing. Like oh, I'm working towards being a great artist or something. Really? It should just be like something that humans like instinctively do. Right. It doesn't matter how bad you are. <laughs> it's like drawing, dancing, making music, should be something that everyone does right that's exactly basically what they were getting at yeah because and and maybe like some people's lives are lacking if they're maybe not doing that or at least some form of creative right. outlet something writing i don't know I've, i'm a big advocate for people just having hobbies <clears throat> it's i it's, know it's kind of like an epidemic in this town i don't know if you deal with it a lot but uh it's just like the drinking in this town is insane to me mm. all my friends I mean, I drink and, you know, go to shows and stuff, but like I've watched so many people just be content watching sports TV in a bar for six hours straight. Yeah. And that that scares me. Honestly, I mean, it's just like where you get your fulfillment from. It's just crazy to me. Like I love reading, you know, I'm not like trying to toot my own horn. Like nobody should, not everybody needs to sit at home and read for five hours straight, but do something like get a hobby, be active and not even physically active. Like I I read and eat pizza in bed, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But, but I think everybody needs like a hobby, needs kind of like that healthy outlet, outlet for whatever. I mean, it just helps out a lot. Like yeah. my quality of life has like shot up since like I realized that. Because before when I was like 19 to 23, I was bartending five days a week. You know, the money was nice, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is not fun for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, you start hating your life and you're like, why? Yeah. And then, you know, I started reading and working on music and, you know, doing a bunch of passion projects and of everything kind of got up from there. But yeah. yeah, everybody needs a hobby. I don't, <laughs> I don't fuck with the bar scene. I'm not into that look. <laughs> I don't even drink myself. So that's one reason. That's but good. Even then it's like, I'm not, I'm too cheap. I'm not paying $5 for or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm trying to buy more fancy mics. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> I literally all my money goes to gear yeah. art and all that stuff. And I'm fine with it. But yeah, drinking, it's just one thing. And I, I, I was like, a, like, I'm not a connoisseur, but like, I appreciate, like, I like breweries and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you know, all that stuff's going well. I love like the craft and all that stuff, but it's just like the whole mentality of like, I think people will just watch too much TV and they see like, you know, like how you're met your mother or your friends where everybody's, they're always hanging out outside at, at some place mm-hmm. and they feel like that's like, no, that's just like 10 minutes in those people's lives. But yeah. people are like, have that, that fear of missing out, they call it, or like the feeling that they need to be out and like experiencing all this stuff is just yeah. like, and you're at a bar five days a week and you're like, what the fuck? There's <laughs> a lot of people that say like, oh, I want to go out 
let's go out, but going out to them just means going and sitting somewhere. And right, or just seeing how drunk you can get. Yeah, that could be part of your night, but you know, maybe maybe go see a movie, do an activity. I, right. I don't know, but. <laughs> And I also, like you're saying, it seems depressing all the people like at bars just sitting there. I feel the same way about people that just get off work and watch Netflix until they go to sleep. <laughs> right. And that's like the whole binge watching thing, because I've done it. I'm We've all done it. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was mostly like attached to depression for me. So I don't like, you know, just binge watching stuff. But it's like every every show I've ever binge watched, I don't remember any of it. Mm. Like I don't I don't absorb any of the plot. I'm not engaged and yeah, I feel like people are like, oh, like I love movies, I love watching them, or I, lo- I love TV shows. But when they do like the the binge watching thing, I feel like it's just they're not picking it up, or they're not like actively watching, or like uh, what do you call it? Like not constructively watching, but like thinking about what you're actually watching and like. I know there's a word I'm trying to think. Yeah, I can't Fuck. think of it either. God That's damn fine. it! I'm too stupid <laughs> they, to know. This everybody words. knows what we're talking about. <laughs> you know, right? But. I just feel yeah. It it just feels like. It is so fad based that like Netflix and binge watching stuff. It's like, you know, oh, just you just watch that. It, it just came out. Yeah, like that whole thing. You just watch the whole thing and then it's done. You, you never revisit it. You never talk about it again. It's just kind of weird to me. Yeah, yeah. I like watching a lot of stuff. I usually um, I'm like a nerd for like animation and stuff. I usually watch cartoons. <laughs> or, or, oh, I don't awesome. know. Or interesting maybe like art shows or something. But right. Um, I, when I think about it, it's like, I feel like I can recall TV shows pretty well, I guess maybe. Yeah. But then, you know, when I think about like movies I've seen in the theater, it's like, I don't fucking remember that movie at all. <laughs> like, I don't remember shit. It's like sensory overload. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, or I remember, I don't know if like people still do this, but definitely before like the age of streaming, it's like you would get you would have five DVDs of like your good movies and that's what you watched all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you got really familiar with stuff. I feel like maybe that's like a lost art form now. Like, yeah, with the, you, you know, nobody watches the same thing twice anymore. There's always something new to watch. So like, you know, you watch a Netflix series and you liked it, but you never like go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of important to do yeah. or like rereading books. You know, you always catch different stuff you know you become acquainted with the story yeah kind of thing yeah when i think of rewatching shows i'm always like i'll, I'll rewatch like the cartoons i'm into it's like <laughs> yeah. but and that's like even if it's like some old school nick or cartoon network shit or something that's like recalling like from when i last seen it when i was like younger or some shit and i don't know and that's cool for me i get like inspired by watching that shit because i'm into like art and animation myself yeah but do you ever get i always get intimidated not like intimidated but like I get like inspired pretty like when I watch something and I like it, I like obsess over like what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. And like, like, so like Anna McCory one is I started writing that after I watched the first season of true detective and I was obsessed and I loved it. And I used some of the themes from the show and yeah. So it's like, if I know I'm going to watch something and it's going to be really good, I have to be ready to be like, all right, this is going to be like, I'm going to watch it and then I'm going to get super inspired or like super crazy about it. I'm going to watch it like nine times. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this whole slew of things that are about to happen. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So sometimes when I know something's good, I'm like, I'm not ready for it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got to finish this project first because I'm very one track minded and which helps when you're working on stuff like albums and stuff like that. So if I get too distracted, 
I'll like leave something behind. Oh I don't yeah, do that. <laughs> You're gonna end up with just a fucking portfolio of unfinished work. Or <laughs> right, that's yeah. a big problem with a lot of. That seems to be a problem with like artists a lot of the time. Like, oh dude, not um, finishing projects. It's a huge musician's problem right now, especially now everybody can do everything themselves, and there's nobody to tell them that it's done. I've I have like countless songs that are probably done, but they're I'll never say they're done. And, you know, all these like little instrumental albums and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, it's hard to be like, say when something's done and release it. And yeah, I feel like a lot of people are the same way where they have a backlog of a bunch of songs mm-hmm. and they don't want to release them because they don't think they're done or they're working on too many at one time kind yep. of thing. And that's when like, I really, I have hopefully four different concept albums coming out and I put a halt to all of them to get that first one done. I was yeah. like, I can't stop. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. It's kind of a whole shit or, shit or get off the pot kind of thing. Yeah, that's good. I'm yeah. totally guilty of that shit. Like, I know. Because I do, yeah, because I do hip hop through Mill City Mob and we got like, and that's just hip hop. It's not even like, you know, I mean, I, we, we do a lot of, most of the beats ourselves and everything, but it's right. not like, you know, I don't have to record drums, guitars or that shit anymore, you know, when it's, when it's that. But I'm just now like I'm trying to get my creative shit together <laughs> like, right. because we're finally about to release like some music that's like old shit. Oh, it's yeah. new for y'all. But right, like, if you hear it, but, like, yeah, just some shit we've never released. So I'm trying to get that finally out of the way so I can stop like thinking about like uh, these songs I've never released. So I can right. Get on to some more fresh shit, you know, but trying to get that shit pumped out. And then hopefully I'll stay steady with just being current. Yeah. Because like I said, I bounce between other types of projects like music film whatever but right yeah i'm trying to when it comes to like music and everything usually the problem seems to be with music like if i'm filming something i get that shit done i don't really have those projects sitting around much but yeah when it comes to music it's like all right i gotta get this shit pumped out so i can just (laughs) focus on current shit and just keep it that way right (laughs) don't have yeah backlogs piling up just unfinished whatever (laughs) just getting the habit of putting them out yeah so maybe maybe i'll get my shit together this year or next year (laughs) (laughs) who knows they'll count on it (laughs) Ah, it's it's do it for yourself i mean that's like that's one of the biggest things too is you always just got to do it for yourself Mm -hmm. you know don't be putting stuff out there because you think other people you know, are waiting for it or something right, like that. Right. Just do it for yourself. Yeah, I know. No one's waiting for us. <laughs> yeah, no, not for me. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing where it's like you're doing it because of the passion project. We do that with like our, you know, our little videos and shit. If it's like short films or like a fucking music video or something, no one's watching this. <laughs> right, yeah. But we love it. <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird too. That was the first album I put out, but I've noticed, um, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Like, I just think that a lot of people locally don't listen to each other's music a whole lot. Mm. And I feel like, I don't know why it is really. I have a theory that it's like, we're so, everybody knows each other in one way or another. We're a pretty small town mm-hmm. as far as people our age go. And, you know, sometimes it is kind of weird, like listening to your friend Steve's CD and his voice in your car and it's mm-hmm. just you and you're like, yeah, that's my friend. Right. Like it's kind of <laughs> weird, you know, you listen to your friend's stuff or something like that. But I feel like we all could benefit if we just listen to each other's stuff more. So I've been trying to, I've got playlist on my phone of like all local stuff nice. that people have like published nice and trying yeah. it's just like i believe do, so a good example is i went to go see sleep which is like this heavy metal drone like awesome band they're fucking dope i went to go see them at codfish hollow they're really popular they sold it out and they're good but the whole time i was listening to them there's a band in town dan freitag is actually the, mm. um the front man of it 
uh, called Resonator. Resonator. And they're Shout fucking, out. yeah, they're dope. I love them. And they kind of do the sleep thing, but better. I was like listening and I was like, this is good, but I like Resonator shows more. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I could probably, you could probably go through every local band and compare them to the most popular thing they sound like. And I mean, local bands are just as good. Yeah, and dude. Trying to get that menta- get that mentality to people like, you know, you you only like this stuff because it's popular from for everybody. Like when's the, and I have a theory too. It's like when when you go to listen to music, I think a lot of people go for what people tell them to listen to. A lot of people don't actively go like search for new music. Mm-hmm. Their friend told them to listen to this new Tame Impala yeah. album. And so they're going to go listen to new Tame Apollo album when you've got freaking Condor Jaybird in town right. who are just as good and are fucking dope. You know what I mean? So of stuff course. like that where I wish people would start, you know, instead of going for what's big, it's like look locally because you're going to find just as good stuff here. Yeah, I've and been doing... Go, go see $5 show. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, way cheaper and everything <laughs> usually. But yeah, I've been doing the exact same shit. I've been trying to like, like look for new local music to listen to and yeah. shit. Cause it's like, what? And I mean, in general, just look for new music because there's like, you know, the joke of like, I've been listening to the same shit for 20 years. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And that's true. I still listen to a lot of old shit. I've been, well, it's crazy because, to, uh, but yeah. music is so tied in nostalgia. There's some stuff I like just because there's a nostalgia of me liking it at a certain point in my life yeah. where like I needed to listen to that or I listened to it at the right time. And that's why I think a lot of people don't listen to a whole lot of new music is because they just have those, those albums and those bands that are just nostalgia deep for them. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get away from that. Yeah. And, and, I and it's it. like shit I like to listen to obviously. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah. like, I love to, it doesn't like all of it doesn't get old to, to me unless I, you know, right. listen to it too much at one time but it's always nice to come back and listen to something that you've liked for a long time but yeah i'm trying to get out of that habit and like find new music like every year like and not just like a new band that i've never heard of that i'll check out a few songs like i want to find like a, at least like some new bands each year that like i check out like a lot of their work you know right. listen to whole albums and all that yeah because i'm bad at that too i'm really bad at like listening to whole albums nowadays well that's what's awesome about the whole vinyl trend coming back is because you have to listen to the full album. Yeah. And that's, I love that. I love listening to full albums. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of merit in an album that you can listen to front to back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with like streaming and stuff like that, you, you don't have to listen to a whole album. I got, it's actually, I kind of messed up a little bit on, so, and McCory One uploaded it to Spotify. And then I'm kind of an idiot because I wrote an album that you have to listen to front to back. Like no, it's a story. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a li- yeah. it's, it's a line. And unless you have Spotify premium, that, Spotify is going to shuffle my album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's going to turn into this like weird Christopher Nolan momentum. Like, I'm not even on Spotify. So like you can't choose to just listen to it straight through. No, no. Uh, you, if you pay for like a Spotify account, then you can play albums front to back. But if you are, if you just have the app and listen to music, it shuffle plays. Yeah. So that's how they get you. One of the ways they get you to pay for it is mm-hmm. no ads. And then you can listen to whatever you want, how you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Right, so yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, don't listen to my album on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> or get that premium. Oh, speaking of like uploading and stuff like that. So I paid for, um, distro kid. I did like a studio label option. 
DistroKid's yeah. like the uh, the uploading service that will put it on all the iTunes and all that stuff. So I have like 10 available band names I can use. If there are any local musicians that are having problems getting their stuff out dig- digitally, they should hit me up because I'll put it up on there. Yeah. I think it's more important for them to have their music up than me not using all my spots. To <laughs> right. So they allow you to have, you say, like 10 or something? So I bought those, the record label package because the stuff I'm putting out, you know, is under my name, under Murray Lee, but like some of my projects all have like pseudonames. And so like I bought one that, cause one package was like, you only get one band name. Mm. So I got the record label one, which allows me to have 10 different band names and I'll probably use three of them, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to find some people that need to put their stuff up digitally. That's what you could do through like uh, modern myths. Mm-hmm. Get some bands that you record with on your label in a right, sense, yeah. I guess. And yeah have them through there yeah i don't want anybody to feel like they have to be like on my label to get it uploaded sure, sure. i'll just upload it but we'll yeah that, i mean we'll that'd be cool it'd make <laughs> me look cooler yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like it, it would be cool like if you found like just creatively for you if you found other bands that yeah you would fuck with recording with and then you right. could maybe have your creative input with them in a sense like exactly. as a producer or something but yeah that'd be fun <laughs> that would be fun but yeah so i'm trying to just find new music at least every year of something i'll listen to like a lot of Mm-hmm. Like something that I'll listen to in the future, I'll keep coming back to listen right. to, and not just something I'll forget about. Because I'm on YouTube a lot, just watching music videos. So, right, I'm not always listening to full albums and shit. But I've also been trying to do that a lot with local music too, just finding local people that I want to keep listening to right, that yeah. I haven't heard of or whatever. And I realized that, yeah, there's a lot of great shit out there locally. Yeah, like it's he, nuts. It's like, well, this is I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, why is this not like? on the charts or on the radio or something it sounds just like some of right this good shit that's like you know or just more local famous. support right right <laughs> nice. i mean like, it's easy everyone back? everyone wants to it's easy for everyone to post like support local music and shit but right but are you <laughs> but, but are you yeah, yeah i kind of want to get a huge playlist of all the local stuff and that's what i need to do i need to get a playlist for it so i can keep track or something oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. good idea Definitely. I mean, like the listen to new music thing. I know a buddy who, uh, him, one of his friends is like really avid about listening to new music. And at the end of the year, they do uh, the top ten albums that came out that year. Mm-hmm. You have to pick something that came out that year and you, ten albums. So I feel like that's over a year. If you could find ten albums that came out within that year that you like, mm-hmm. that'd be good. Another thing is you could probably you could stop listening to all popular music and like just find all local artists like even from other towns just right. find dig into their local scene or something and that oh that'd be kind of cool you wouldn't even have to <laughs> listen to popular music because it would be shit a lot of times it's just as good or better or right whatever but ah people are too lazy for that shit uh, yeah, like <laughs> what <laughs> I'm just gonna put on Spotify's top played right. songs of all time this is what the internet told me to listen to <laughs> but uh. So you're also involved with Rude Punch. Oh yeah, my Rude Boys. Right. Ooh, Rude Boys. Rude Boys. Yeah, I've like <laughs> yeah, been in them or the band for about a year and a half now. Yeah, and because they've been around for a long time. They right? have been around a long time, ten years plus easily. It's uh, first started with uh, Brady and Adam for sure. Brady's lead singer and guitar player, and Adam's the drummer. And I think I'm not sure who their fir- first bass player is, so I'm, if I get this wrong, I'm sorry. But um, Al Sweet was in the band, who was the lead singer with Candy Makers. Okay. He was one of the original bass players. Mm, nice. And then they've just been kind of kicking it ever since. They've got uh, two albums. we got two albums on our belt, which I weren't, wasn't a part of. But now that I've joined the band, we're going to start 
we've started writing. We've got a couple new songs, we're always working on more, and we're actually recording a single right now. And I'm trying to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're doing it all, but yeah, I'm taking the brunt of the work. So if anything goes wrong, it's my fault. <laughs> Where do you guys record at? So they have been, been they have been practicing in their uh, Brady's parents' basement for like the past ten years. <laughs> so it's got it's a nice setup. We've we've got it treated and everything, and that's where we're doing it now. Nice. Yeah, it's not bad. Hell yeah. I think that's we just uh, just got done tracking drums and bass which is like tracking drums and when you're like thinking about making a single and like it's pretty freaking intimidating yeah yeah <laughs> so we got that down i think they sound good as far as i know i was wondering if you're gonna have any other stuff released through modern myths or i don't know or... i mean i could but i feel like they're two separate things mm-hmm. um yeah because modern myths is just my weird hipster solo stuff I don't know if they want to be a part of that. <laughs> like, but Brady, uh, we don't know. <laughs> Brady was the the main character in oh, Anne okay. McCory One. He did the male voice, and Whitney did the female voice, Persephone. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Now, Whitney Bowton. You said great. Brady and what was the other guy? Adam. Adam Tucker. Are yeah. they, they're both still in the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or OG members. They're the only two OG members. Yep. Okay. They're the ones left, and our uh, bass player is Jack Hill now. Nice. Who's a great guy. He's dope. A really good bass player. What led to you getting involved with them? Dude, it's the crazy. It's not the craziest story, but it's the funniest story because it's probably the only time this has ever happened and actually worked. I was straight up at Guitar Center, looking for. Um, at MIDI controllers. I don't even know why, because I'm like an, a decent piano player, but I'm not like a piano player. Right. And I was thinking I was just shopping for like a new MIDI controller. I can't remember what for, but and I've kind of known Brady a little bit. I've seen Rude Punch. Uh, I know him. He used to work at Vans, and I used to deliver liquor there. And so I kind of know him. We vaguely knew each other a little bit, but never even had a conversation. And he sees me looking at keyboards, and he goes, "Hey man, you play keys?" I go. Eh. I can a little bit, yeah. He's like, "Why don't you come to practice? We're looking for a keyboard player." <laughs> I'm like, "All right." And I went to their practice, and I've been in the band ever since. Just keys? Uh, now I play keys and guitar. Okay. So I play keys and uh, lead, guitar. Yeah, but that's like the, you know that's the only time because everybody at Guitar Center, you know, there's one guy jamming out on guitar, and the other guy comes up and is like. Hey man, you want to you want to start a band with me or like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And they never do. <laughs> There's just people hanging around guitar. So they want to start a band. Hey, yeah. start a band. <laughs> I got this idea for this project. Yeah, and they're like they're through. like crackheads. Get away from me! Get away from <laughs> me! Vagrants. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because like that's probably one of the few times it actually worked out. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, and uh, dude, it's been great. And like I said earlier, I think before we started, um. I will always love Rude Punch. They, they're like my outlet for live music. Like sitting and writing and recording and doing all that stuff is a lot of fun, but I'll always have that need to go out and play live. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a great feeling. It's fun. To be honest with you, I don't even like going to shows as much just in the sense that I'm just standing like, well, now I want to play a show. I know, like, right? <laughs> like, I always get like, it feels narcissistic in a, a little bit, but I always get that like, I hope the guitar player breaks his fingers and they're like can anyone need, out there can play? anybody out there play a song and you're like yes this is my time this is my moment <laughs> yeah it never happens you know back, it's happened sometimes throughout yeah. history like back in the day 
like with that happened with like the who yeah the drummer Keith passed Moon, out like yeah. passed out and some fan could you imagine yeah like if there's a fan you get to play their <laughs> show like oh i'm gonna go see the who if that wasn't like badass enough being like right. oh, i got to play with the fucking who that'd be like the best story yeah you could ever tell in your that life i told that story every day for yeah. the rest of his life <laughs> that was like your crowning achievement like that would be insane like oh yeah a big ass band right like, <laughs> yeah that would be awesome paul mccartney just played here oh yeah but if he's like all right the keyboarder's down. <laughs> yeah, right. Murray. Yeah, right. We need. <laughs> Shit, I need to learn more songs. That's like one of my downfalls, but probably what helped me out in like learning how to song write is I didn't learn a whole lot of songs. Mm-hmm. Like when I, when you're learning an instrument, you do. Yeah. But I never like actively was like, I'm going to do these covers or I'm going to learn this song because I like it. Yeah. You know, I knew them and I'd like learned some Radiohead songs and whatnot and, you know, got my style down. But I got to a point where I just stopped caring about learning songs seriously yeah i used to take lessons when i was young and shit and right yeah you'd learn some songs you're into or whatever and yeah i really grew out of that i was just like i'm trying to fuck around and right some, yeah write some shit or something i don't know i just go i get too fucking bored or something right yeah people get stuck and thinking they need to play other people's stuff yeah you know but shit so you got well do you know any of the history of rude punch as far as like where they got that name or anything nope <laughs> no idea um brady says it's a drink because okay. i always make the joke i'm like i'm in not nice hit and he's like it's not even a rude punch like a punch it's like a, a drink <laughs> so i don't know where he got it from actually it is an interesting name though <laughs> if someone out there listening knows tell us in the comments what the yeah. fuck is a rude punch what is a rude you punch? guys should serve him at every show <laughs> yeah Offer well we do we do have a an energy drink which is funny really i don't i don't drink energy drinks but it from what I hear, it's pretty good. You have an energy drink, so, you guys? <laughs> Great River puts it out with us, and this guy named Chopper, what up, Chopper? He uh, he partnered with Great River and had the idea to make an energy drink through them, and he what? called it Rude Punch. Yeah. What? How did yeah. you guys partner to... That's, <laughs> this is before, that's, that's this interesting. Is before, this is before I joined the band, so I have no idea about the logistics. I know it's there. But they still buy do it, it and everything? You buy it at IV. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, I know, you know... Like uh, Condor and Jaybird and some others are, you know, sponsored by Mama Basso and all that shit. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of, especially a local band, y'all got a drink? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right? Isn't that You guys are doing it big. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably just because of the name, too. They're like... Did you just get cases sent to you guys or something? (laughs) (laughs) I think Jack. Jack has cases of it in his fridge. Like, where's my cut of the fucking profit? I've seen Jack shotgun a rude punch. Man. That was pretty interesting. He's crazy, dude. I'm impressed. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, but I don't drink energy drinks, so I like I don't. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I'm in a band that has an energy <laughs> drink, and I don't I, like I don't drink them. <laughs> nice to say. Maybe they could get you a tour bus, wrap it with the logo or something, <laughs> and send you out cross country, fucking promote this energy drink. Right. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm just gonna help them write songs. Do you guys have point. bottled water? Your own <laughs> brand of bottled water? That's what I drink. That's what I drink. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so you got four other concept albums you're thinking about? I think about? that's what I'm up to, so. Um, You've done them, or are they, like, in production? One of them, so I guess I'll just talk about the one that's about to come out. So the next one I'm going to come out with, what I did is I wrote, like, an original Greek myth. Oh. And it's all in lyrics, so it's not, like, super intense. But... So I wrote a Greek myth and put it to like Americana folk music. Mm. So kind of think like, oh, brother, art thou? But I use the actual names of the gods and goddesses and it's an original story. Right. So I, yeah, because I've always loved oh, brother, art thou? And it was so cool because how it it is the story of the Odyssey, essentially. Mm -hmm. 
And so I kind of took that idea. And yeah, I wrote an original story. And this one, it's kind of like my protest album or like my folk album in a way. Because the rundown of the story is um, Zeus is seducing a woman as like he always does. And Hera sees him courting this woman and kills the woman. Hmm. And turns out her husband is not very happy about that. And so it's <laughs> it's his revenge story. Uh, the husband's revenge story. Husband's revenge story. And so are we act- talking like a mortal man? Yep, a mortal cool. man getting his revenge on the gods. Ooh, that's intense. Right. And and so I've got act one, it's it's five songs. I'm working on mixing it right now. And I, I tried to hire somebody to sing it actually, and that fell through. And so I sing it myself. <laughs> so that's <laughs> mixing your own voice is awful. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Is it just you just never happy? Like with the mix or something? Yeah, it's like just hearing weird. Your own voice or something? Like, yeah, it's just weird hearing your own voice and thinking about it objectively. Yeah. Like, you know, I need to sing this part differently this time, kind of thing. And it's just kind of weird. I'd have to bring in like a third party. Does this suck or not? Right. I have well, no idea. <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm lucky to have Dan Freitag because he mastered yeah, yeah. he mastered my first album, and I'm gonna send this one to him. He doesn't know it yet, but he's good. At, he's good at being honest and telling me what I need to do. So yeah, that um. But yeah, in my mind, it's it's going to be like my protest album because it's kind of about, you know, people with power, uh, you know, using their power, abusing their power, whatever, and innocent people being affected by it. Mm. So like drone attacks or like mm. anything, you know, anything anybody does where they, they have their own bullshit motives, whatever they may be, and then the innocent common man is affected by it. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, you know, this mortal man who his life isn't, fucking disaster now because hair and zeus had like a lover's quarrel like that's... why are you even fucking mortals dude <laughs> yeah, look right? at the other goddesses yeah why he was always a fucking slut for the mortals yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's so... not gonna look zeus mm-hmm. <laughs> so that one's coming out soon the next one i'm working on is uh back when i was watching a lot of westworld i uh wrote uh, a bunch of western themes and i was watching a bunch of uh uh What's his? The composer is Ennio. Ennio, I can never say his last name. The Italian oh. composer who did the Good, Bad, and the Ugly. More, oh. Morris, Morrisoni. This is embarrassing. But that <laughs> guy. So, um, listen a lot of that, and watching a lot of Westworld. I decided to do like a Western, you know, kind of soundtrack. Nice. And so, that one, I'm actually going. So it's going to be just like a movie soundtrack, and then I'm writing a companion novel to it. So I want to write like a Western novella, like those Tencent nice. novels that they used to do. So I want to try to write one of those, which will be like my biggest writing endeavor. So we'll see how that goes. I, I how have, long would that be? Like pages? Or I don't that? know. It's kind of one of those things where like I have an outline of the story. I'm just going to see how long it goes. Yeah. I would like it to be short because it's my first ever like writing thing like in that style. And I don't want to... If I don't want it for it to be bad. So I'm going to keep it nice and <laughs> nice and tight. But it, I've been learning learning a lot about writers and you know sometimes you just can't dictate how long something's going to be you don't mm-hmm. want to constrict yourself right constrict right. the story and so we'll see that that one's probably going to take me a while because how long is like a novella supposed to be um like, so i've read one i found a bunch of them online and there are like 200 pages or under okay. which seems like a lot for like, <laughs> like yeah i mean for I, the name novella yeah I'm i wasn't like, sure if it was like a hundred 
because like i mean if you over 200 or so does that just right it turns into a novel they'll just call it a novel right and at first i was gonna i was gonna try to do it as a short story but the story i picked to do it for is necessitating more than just it being a short story Hmm. so we'll see how that goes you're gonna publish it right yeah, and I don't know how I'm going to do that. Dude, there's lots of people locally that have been self-publishing because you can do that through Amazon now. Right. So. Yeah, I use this awesome writing software called uh, Scrivener. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking dope. I love it. It's super helpful and useful. But What, is that, what does Scrivener do? Is that just like a... So it's, it's a word processor, so it's kind of like Microsoft Word, but it's like the way it's set up, um, uh, it's really good at organizing your work your folders so you have like your research folders right there okay like all this is way for you to easily access all the information you need and then like the writing flow <clears throat> is like tailored to like writers and novelists and stuff like that and then like when you export it it's really helpful too because i'll export it in a pdf it'll format it into like a novel pdf style and that like the script i wrote for animal cory one it like exported it as like a legit looking script nice so it's it's super dope. It was like forty five dollars for one time. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It was really cool. And you can get that through like PC or Mac. Yeah, I have it on Mac, and I'm pretty sure you can get it on PC. Cool. Yeah, it's a really dope. If anybody's looking to write, do that. Get Scrivener. Man, I'm I'm sure it probably has like, uh, spell check and all that. Like when I'm online, oh, yeah. I've been using this thing called Grammarly. That's oh, good yeah. for like when you're online posting shit, so you don't look like that much of an idiot. Right. Like checks yeah. your. Uh, I'm really bad at spelling. I'm like, yeah. honestly, for the amount I read and try to write, I'm an awful speller. <laughs> like, I'm glad I don't have to handwrite anything <laughs> anymore. So yeah, it, it has all that good stuff. It checks your grammar and your spelling and all yeah. that. It's just it's just like Word, but more tailored to specifically writing projects. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty dope. Yeah, once I start, like, if I'm writing more, I should probably get into something like that. Because, yeah, I'll just write. Uh, you know, we, we've been working on developing, like, our own little show ideas and shit, too. For, And I just write the scripts myself on, like, Google Docs or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, But that would probably come in handy. But oh, yeah. I would love to write a book someday. That's on Me my too. bucket list for sure. Yeah. But I don't know what I'm going to write. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what... A problem I ran into writing Anna McCory one because that was like my official first like project for, like writing project is infinite possibilities you can make your characters do anything right. and everything so what do you make them do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. so you kind of have to come up with a plot first because you need them to have objectives and goals and in and, and, and game and all that kind of stuff but even then you can make them do anything yeah. so what do you want to make them do it's well, like oh my god <laughs> pretty crazy but yeah yeah definitely writing uh, a novel style is going to be pretty interesting i also want to do like i'm really into sci-fi fantasy like nerd stuff like mm-hmm. george r, r. martin's I, i've read all the song of ice of fire and i'm <clears throat> reading these books by this guy named brandon sanderson who's like a really good um or fantasy author he's his big thing is world building like he's one of the best world Mm. builders ever and so i've been he's one of the people i've been watching all these college classes on he's a lecturer and yeah doing something like that where it's like a sci-fi fantasy world building i would like to do because that's just that's super infinite possibilities oh yeah (laughs) like you're literally building a world so that'd be cool so many details oh yeah yeah i wonder if i would ever be qualified enough to write some kind of nonfiction book I have no idea what that like could a be. research book or something. something. 
yeah, about yeah, some cool. topic. I, I don't know. Whatever you're <laughs> Probably interested not. in. Man. I'm too dumb. <laughs> nah, just got to do good research. And then if I wrote a fiction book, I don't even know what I'd write. Maybe I could write some kids' books, get some money off that. Yeah, start to Illustrate there. them too or something. Yeah, so you draw, you illustrate. Yeah, a bit. Do you ever animate? Yeah. You do? Yeah, a little bit. Cool. Here and there, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard because, you know, I've also been writing... working on that, developing, getting right. better, trying to. Well, because half the reason Animal Quarry 1 turned out the way it did is because, you know, nobody was going to film the movie. Mm. So I had to make it a concept album. <laughs> I think we need to bring in more of our local community. Because, right. like, you know, I know a couple people that have, like, yeah, if you know anybody that film are studios animators or, or something like yeah. that, or anybody working on a movie, I could try to score. That'd be dope. Yeah. yeah, our problem is we need more animators. It's like me and one of my buddies that does the MOB stuff with us. It's like, that's it. It's just us two, really. Yeah. And I'm by no means. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm an animator, but I'm not <laughs> like very good or anything. I'm hardly an artist. <laughs> I'm. I don't know, but I'm getting there. We're getting better and shit. Oh yeah. And the problem is, is like, for animation, is like I gotta get like a good software and tablet. Because oh, yeah. using like low level shit really sucks. Oh, I have like sure. a little like Samsung tablet and like there's uh, an app that's like five bucks called like Rough Animator and that's just horrific. <laughs> it's <laughs> all right. Sure. Yeah, I can do. I've done some cool stuff with it and it's fun and great learning tool. But yeah, it's shitty in the sense like it could crash or things will glitch out or whatever. And then like my stylus is fucked up. It's like oh, what the man. fuck? I, I can't wish, do it. You know, we 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 have the drive to do all these things, but. I mean, I maxed out a Guitar Center credit card to get where I'm at. Yeah. It just sucks because, you know, a lot of people have these potentials but no means to do anything with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of sucks. Like, if I had $1,000 right now, I'd be set. Like, I know, I'd, right? I'd put out the best root Punch single ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> That's just not how it works. Fucking. Yeah. I imagine that my whole life, I'm just going to be buying gear my whole life. <laughs> just right, yeah. Saving up, paying off debt, buying gear. Same. Whatever. There's always something. Same but, here, bud. <laughs> but I'm not sick of it. I love it. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'll never get tired of it. Hell yeah. That's what's nice about doing what you love. Most definitely. I'm slamming waters over here. Oh, I had a deep dish pizza earlier. Oh, <laughs> I feel yeah? like it sucked all the moisture out of my body. Oh, my God. Body. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting hot. In, it's getting hot now. <laughs> We're going to have to get some AC soon. You have to just yell over the AC. Can you hear? <laughs> Can you hear this? <laughs> yeah, we played a show in a parking lot last night, and we were like <laughs> battling over a generator. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, must it be was, a loud generator. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I'm yeah. exaggerating, but yeah, it was kind of funny. We're like, can you mic up that generator? We like its, we like its sound. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. So, anything else? What you guys? You said you're working on single and all that, and yeah, we punch, punch single. I've got. Um, I don't have an overarching name for the, the Americana Greek myth thing, but the first act's called Dark Wings, Dark Words. Okay. So that'll be out soon. I'm going to say within a month. Let's just say within a month. Nice. And other than that, nothing really coming out. I'll have uh, that Western thing done whenever. Might be I just put out the music first and then be like a novel will come. Dude, we should make a spaghetti western film like an if old, you want to do that old school like I'll give you a rundown of the story and yeah, see black what, and white or some shit. Yeah, like, that'd be whatever. dope. <laughs> that'd be dope. You said uh, what were some of the other ideas for those concept albums? You um, let's see. I've got one. This one's like super cheesy, but I'm gonna do it anyway. 
and it could probably be a musical or something. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so this guy is a songwriter, and he's like one of the behind-the-scenes songwriters where he writes the songs for other people to sing. And he's a really, really good songwriter, but he can't sing very well. And, you know, that's been always, like, his deepest regret that he can't sing well. And he writes, you know, this most beautiful love song for this woman and gives it to the best singer in the country. And he sings it, and the guy's like, this is the best song ever. Like, this woman's going to hear it. She's going to fall in love with me. And, of course, she falls in love with the guy who sings the song. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, like, the premise I am working with right now is, like, yeah, that, that songwriter who you know writes that song and the girl falls in love oh, with the wrong no. guy <laughs> so it kind of sounds you know it's kind of cheesy but there's some there's some good themes in there no that seems that like a stuff. legit like idea like it's, yeah yeah let's make a fucking take that shit to hollywood pitch that script yeah, or right? something. and then the only other one i have sussed out right now is i was reading this book called miss of avalon and it's about like king arthur and like all that stuff but it's more like it's from it's all from the woman's perspective so like Morgane, the Lady of the Lake, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's super like Druids versus uh, Christians. Mm. And so I'm writing. I wrote. I only have one song, but it's just this metal album about the downfall of the Druids and Christianity taking over. And I wrote. I've written one song. Had the lyrics done. Uh, Dan said he'd do some drums for it and probably vocals. I'll probably need him for vocals for sure. We're gonna need you for vocals, Dan. Please. <laughs> please uh, um so yeah and that's yeah that's gonna be a cool one it's like i was listening to a lot of opeth which is like this really dope metal band my buddy brandon got me listening to and i'd really dug their sound so i kind of copped their sound a little bit and it's kind of cool it's gonna be cool and uh so i got the story sussed out and just need to get it in the studio and that's about it well, i think that's yeah. about yeah all the concept albums man, you're, well, you're staying busy yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i've got to man yeah same man i'm telling you i'll go crazy <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is awesome. This is a cool setup you got here. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Like it's it. very chill. And yeah, thank you again for being here. Yeah, no problem, It was a man. great time, but shit. Shit, I'm running out of stuff to say for sure. And I ran out of water. We're out of water, so we have I mean, to cut you it know off. When I'll give you my water here. No, but. you're fine. <laughs> you know, if your, your mouth's ever dry, or commonly called cotton mouth, you can hear the clickety clacks. I know. It's like, like mm-hmm. I got to stop talking. <laughs> no, it's okay. We're going to go into some ASMR fucking like recording shit. I was a guest on a podcast one time and I had that problem. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and those mics for sure. That'll pick of it up. Of course, right? <laughs> Hell yeah, motherfuckers. Oh yeah, man. Number 30. Check Number it out. Oh though. yeah. Tell them how to fucking, where are they going to hear your shit? All right. All you have you. to do is go to Apple Music or Spotify or Bandcamp or YouTube um, all my stuff will be under Murray Lee. So that'll be like your artist name, your band name. Just look it up on there. Uh, if you go to Bandcamp, the album's for sale for $5. You get the MP3, and that like super helps me out. I kind of did it as like, that's my crowdfunding, mm-hmm. is pay $5 for the album, and then it kind of supports me putting out more albums because I do all the stuff out of pocket, yeah, which yeah. I'm fine with. But all the help I can get is great. Most <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And- Awesome. Drop well, a like. Me on, yeah, man. yeah, no problem. This is, great. this is my first podcast. First podcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We'll get you on some more or some shit. Dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go drop them a fucking like, rude punch, modern myths, yeah. all that shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>